0: Hey everybody out there in BeastNet land, Brother Boggs here, I want to invite you down to the grand opening of Connector Juice Bar, 118 Broadway, Seattle, Washington. They make freshly made juices, smoothies, and fruit bowls. Just clean, healthy eating that tastes just as good as it makes you feel. Grand opening, November 17th, going through the end of the year. Come on down and check it out. Proud sponsors of BeastNet Podcast. BeastNet Podcast. Sponsored in part by James Safety Services, OCR Buddy, and supported by the fitness community. Here we discuss all things fitness-related, running, rucking, mental health and preparedness, and of course, obstacle course racing. Welcome to the BeastNet. Hey everybody, Mike with BeastNet here, and uh, today I've got Amber Johnson with me. So you, we, she's been on before. So let everyone who doesn't know who you are kind of let you know who you are real quick.
1: Yeah. So Amber Johnston, um, long time obstacle course racer, um, last couple of years, if you're kind of a newbie in this sport, I say newbie, you know, I'm like an old geriatric at this point. Um, probably don't recognize me. I spent the last, well, I've been in, I've been in Texas now for two years, but with COVID, it really doesn't count. And the three years prior to that, I was living in Alaska. So didn't mm-hmm. get to do a lot of racing, um, had, a uh, some injuries up there as well with my shoulder that had to be a some massive surgery for that. And um so I was kind of out of the game for a while. And beginning of last year, I was like, yes, all right, we're back in the country. We're back in the U S all right. I'm going to race and then had one race COVID hit and we've all pretty much just been hibernating at home. So mm-hmm. in a nutshell, so, that's me.
0: I mean, technically Alaska is the U S but not. Really. It
1: is. But when you live there, it doesn't feel like it.
0: <laughs> my sister lives in ADAC. Which I guess is like way like you can see Russia, like
1: okay, I was going I don't even know where that is.
0: <laughs> that Adak, it's like it's one of the islands, and it's some crazy okay. island where I mean, like if you have a pl- problem and you need the police, you have to wait for them to fly in from another island. I mean, kind of thing. So yeah,
1: but, it, it's a different yeah. world
0: up there. <laughs> so where are you at in Texas? I think you told me last time, but
1: yes, I'm actually outside of Austin. I'm about forty miles north yeah. of Austin.
0: Okay. Cause I know I do another show, um, as my comedy person persona, um, called rabbit down the rabbit hole. And the guy I do the host with, he's leaving tomorrow and uh-huh. going to spring.
1: I think that's spring, south Dallas. of me.
0: I think he said it's somewhere near, I think it's south of Dallas. I think he said, okay, uh, but he's actually going to San Antonio right now because his house in spring isn't finished so okay. He bought another house in San Antonio that he's going to turn into a rental house later. He had two rental houses. He had two houses in Tacoma too. He had a rental house and his normal house.
1: Okay, so he not had, a was bad having
0: a house built and then they weren't finished, so he sold the rental house so he could buy a rental house down there because he's like, I'm out of Washington, so it's he's a like, good Texas, He's been trying to go. So
1: oh yeah, yeah. San Antonio is only about an hour and a half away from me, so not too far. I like San Antonio. It's a good area. Yeah.
0: We're actually, me and uh, my wife are thinking of Texas, so. Oh, really? Yeah, we've been looking at In fact, I did the Dallas Ultra a couple of weeks ago.
1: Yes. um,
0: Which was, it's something I've been going for for a while. And I was so happy to finally finish. And I'm like, I got the Ultra. I was slightly upset and I was nice to the staff, but I didn't want to be because I was kind of ticked off. But
1: you um, didn't get your medal, right?
0: No, I did not. I finished and they told me that we're out of medals. And I'm like, I came to (laughs) Dallas to walk away with a buckle.
1: So yeah, holding that buckle. like That's what it's all. Yeah. yeah. not. I remember seeing your post and I was just like staring. I'm like, oh, I don't think I'd have been as nice as him. Like, I know it's not their fault, but at the same yeah, point. I mean, well, in in that moment, was too,
0: I was, I wasn't finished your number. I think like 260 and there was a 300 and something that finished. So there was more than a hundred people. Wow. I mean, if I had been like, you know, one of the last two or three people, like I have been on races, <laughs> I would have been like, okay, whatever. I took too long, but I'm like. I, it only took us 11 hours, 11 and a half hours.
1: Oh, that's not bad. No. And, and mean, then, we were
0: done and it's just like, all of us are looking like you. What?
1: Yeah. So. That's crazy. I'd have been so mad, <laughs> so. but we
0: went there and part of the trip too. And the reason why we kind of picked Dallas one, because it's supposed to be one of the easier ultras plus I figured if I'm going to get an ultra and get a belt buckle, I'm going to do it in Texas.
1: Oh yeah. It just makes sense. Like where else, I mean, where else can you st- wear belt buckles in the country? That's like, it's socially acceptable. Yeah,
0: so, and then We were, you know, so, but that was a little bit discouraging, but then we went to the, I met someone on the the race, a lady named Jamie, um, who happened to live in the town that my wife's been like focused on for where she wants to move. And that's okay. Conroe, Conroe, Texas.
1: Conroe. Oh yeah, okay.
0: So she lived in Conroe, so we we're like, oh, well, we're going to go over. And that's where we're going to stay for three days, just so we can check it out and see if it's, you know, if it's really what she wants. And we went over, right. we had dinner with them, and then we walked around. And yeah, Conroe's what what she wants. So
1: that's really cool. Yeah. That's awesome. They have that's a so Margaritaville. All right, you can't say no to that.
0: <laughs> no, but there was a lot too. I mean, it, it's just like yeah. it was forty five minutes to Houston from there. And with what I do for a living, I mean, I just need, I but I'm like only two hours from Dallas and I'm a construction safety guy.
1: Oh, there's plenty of that here too. So,
0: yeah. And what's funny is I mentioned it to my company today that, Hey, you know, this is something that we kind of talked about, but now it's looking like it's something we may actually do. And my boss is like, well, I guess we got to open an o- office down there. I'm like, sweet. That works for me.
1: Right. Oh, that's awesome. That's always nice too. And the company's like, let's make this happen. And you're like, yes, I don't have to find a new job. This is amazing. <laughs>
0: And I've already got friends down there. You're down there. You know, my buddy Big B is going to be down there. I met Jamie yeah. and her her boyfriend. So it's oh, absolutely, and it's gorgeous down there. I mean,
1: in you October, can't be doing,
0: doing a beast and or a, an ultra in October at 87 degrees.
1: Right. Yeah. You're almost like it's almost too hot. Like if any you're like, what?
0: <laughs> it was just about right. It was
1: it did yeah, gotta yeah.
0: get to a point where I'm like, okay, this this Washington boy doesn't, you know, doesn't do this heat so well, but you know, you give me a couple months like there. It. I'll get acclimated. I'll get it exactly. <laughs> so I know it's, it, and it's tough because I mean, that's one thing, you know, where, you know, watching your story, when you train so hard and then you have an injury. And I know, I mean, I applaud you for for choosing to do the surgery and everything else because there's so many of us, because a lot of people know I was supposed to have knee surgery 20 years ago. Yeah. And I've never done it. And I'm finally getting back into running and I did a, uh, the battle miles death race on Saturday, sunday which is for those that don't know shh, i'm not supposed to tell you it's 30 miles plus a bunch of workouts every mile so i mean it ends it's brutal and that's um, a lot. it is and it took us by it takes eight hours and 45 minutes so we were we still did a pretty good time
1: yeah that's fucking
0: by the end of it my knee is just throbbing and i'm like well that's that knee that i was supposed to have surgery on 20 years ago it's doing better now than it was but it's like now I'm thinking back, maybe I should have done the surgery. Maybe what would it be like, you know, but you know, we all worry about that. So how, it's how, have how have you been? I know you, you had any, I mean, knee surgery compared to what you did. I mean, is it's, I mean, any surgery is insane, but yeah. I mean, you know, you went through some, some crazy ones.
1: I did. So in the past three years, I actually just figured this out the other day in the past three years, I've had four surgeries. Um, one was cosmetic. It was my choice. I actually just had yeah. my boobiversary, like, well, like a couple of days ago. Very exciting for that. As an athlete females, you understand those are the first things to go away.
0: And um, it is one so those things, I... It's hard though. I do have to admit this, that that's the one surgery I mean, I want to be like, Hey, it seems like it went well, but then, you know, you feel like a perv, like,
1: Right, exactly. I'm always like, oh how no, you- feel free. I, these were expensive. <laughs> look away. <laughs> I'm, like, how do you I'm not compliment on that? It's people. like, you know,
0: yes, your boobs look nice. I'm sorry. Uh- <laughs> right. But
1: like, oh, wait, I'm open about it. I mean, that's, I mean, I'm talking about it on a podcast. Um oh, but outside of that- It was on
0: Facebook. I mean, you were all over Facebook. Oh, so, I mean,
1: absolutely. It's funny how you
0: see people are trying to hide it. And you're just like, no, this is what I did because this is for me.
1: Well, clearly, if you know me and you've ever seen me before, you're going to notice something's different. (laughs) So it's like, let's just talk about the elephant in the room, you know? And also I did, I did it for me. I did it because as a parent, as a, as a mom that breastfed that depletes, you know, breast tissue being an athlete depletes breast, breast tissue. And it's, I have broad shoulders, right? So I wear, you know, sometimes larger size outfits, but then they're baggy in the boobs. Like that's not... It's not comfortable. Like it doesn't look right. You know, like that makes you self conscious. And I work out too damn hard to have a fit body to then be self conscious about it.
0: Yeah. And no amount of
1: push-ups or chest press is going to grow And Trust me, I tried. <laughs> my doctor actually complimented me on my uh, muscle. <laughs>
0: just, um, it, you know, I mean, it's awesome. I mean, it shows how, who you are. I mean, it's one of those things. A lot of people, you know, would just be like, "Oh," but you're like, "No." It's this is for me. It's one of those things that yeah. I want to feel you know, it makes you feel better by yourself and whatever makes you feel better is, is right. There is no right or wrong in that. If it makes you feel better then that's right. So, yep.
1: I completely agree. Yeah. So outside of that one, it has been four surgeries, and that is actually a very, a very, um, tasking surgery on the body because it does, you know, stretching the muscle and things like that. It actually was harder than I anticipated. Um, but my most recent two surgeries were actually back surgery. Um, so people joke because I, When people are like, oh my God, what did you have done? And I'm like, well, they basically cut me in half (laughs) because they did. Um, The first surgery, they went in through my stomach to replace two discs with titanium spacers because the discs had basically shifted apart because the back of my disc was fractured. So I've had a broken back um, probably since I was a teenager. Um, So a little backstory before I guess I talk about the surgeries. When I was 18, I had just had my son and I left the hospital even in a wheelchair, normal, but I kept telling the doctors that something wasn't right. Something in my hips wasn't right. I couldn't walk. I was still in a lot of pain. I couldn't move. Um, and I was a fit 18, almost 19-year-old, you know, and I'm like, why? Like I just delivered vaginally with no epidural, no pain meds. Clearly, I can handle pain, and now I can't walk afterwards. Like something's up. Yeah. Doctors kind of gaffed me off. So three days later, I wound up in the emergency room, excruciating pain, I hadn't slept, I couldn't walk, I couldn't move, you know, I was trying to take care of a newborn. I mean, just world's flipped upside down as it is. And now I'm over here just bawling because I'm in so much pain. So they they did x-rays and figured out that my pelvis had separated, which is normal when you give birth, but it didn't go back together. So I had three extra inches in my hips. So between my SI joints and my pubic bones, my hips are just literally doing whatever they wanted, going whatever, whichever, which way, I mean, just like flip-flopping around, But when they did that x-ray, they found in my lower back that my back was broken. And of course the doctors are so focused on my hips and they're like, oh, well, you have some disc degeneration and your back's broken. Are you aware of this? I had no idea. Like, what do you, do you ever have back pain? Of course I have back pain. I was a competitive gymnast, a competitive cheerleader, pole vaulter, tennis player. Like, yes, I have back pain. I just thought it was normal. I didn't think anything of it. Um, So Carrie, you know, they told me, oh, we'll figure out the hip thing, you know, basically just wrap me like a mummy for however long it takes for my body to absorb all of the hormones that your body produces when you deliver a child. Once that's all out of your system, everything should tighten back up. You'll be fine. I'm like, okay, great. What about this back thing? Like, why is like my back's broken? You said, like, what, what do I do? They said, oh no, you'll be fine. It should never get any worse. Don't worry about it as an almost 19 year old with a newborn, I'm still in college. I'm yeah. Right. I'm just like, okay. I still went and cheered throughout college. You know, I was still in a sport, still tumbling, stunting, Mm -hmm. running, you know, staying fit and active and was, I was fine for a very long time. I mean, I would have pain here and there. I'd throw my back out. I'd have, you know, days or weeks where like, I couldn't really do a whole lot, but eventually get better. Fast forward to now being a you know, semi-professional obstacle course racer. And I spent the last probably about six years of my race career, um, which really only gave me about one good race season that I wasn't running in excruciating pain. Um, a lot of people who saw me at races probably remember I was always, people always laughed because I would have KT tape running under my shorts, down my hamstring, um, down my inner thigh. Like I was trying anything I could to figure out why this pain was so bad. Um, and of course, a lot of people not understanding, and I didn't know how bad my back was. It was just like, oh, you need to train more. You need to run more. You just need to run more. You need to run more. Mm-hmm. Come to find out I shouldn't have been running more. I really should have went and had an MRI done on my back. Because I had, so the fracture, of course, never got better. Um, there's just not enough vascularity there for the bones to heal. So once they're broken, they're broken, which allows the disc to slide forward. And although I have a very strong core and, you know, very fit, your body still just gravity works. So two of the discs were compressed. One was bulging, one was herniated, but they were both completely deteriorated. Um, so if you've ever seen an MRI or if you go on my Instagram, I've got all the photos on there, you'll know, kind of understand what I'm talking about the disc should be white and this page should be pretty even between each disc. And mine is not. So two of them are like clear. <laughs> and the one disc is like all like this weird, like googly, like, if you ever seen the movie flubber and how he just kind of like does whatever he wants. That's yeah. how my disc looked <laughs> like. That's the best way I think I can describe it. <laughs> um, it's not. And when my luckily my my family doctor here in Texas, when I, I had gone to physical therapy, I was just like, okay, COVID's going on. There's no races. Let's try to figure this thing out. Like it's time. I spent months in physical therapy, and even the doctor was like, I have no idea what is going on with you. We have done everything we can. Like you need to be like you need to go like get some more tests done. Get some get some MRIs. Get some X-rays. Like let's let's figure this out. So my doctor said, you know, well I know your back's bad, and I know you're saying you're having hip pain. But let's just do an MRI on both, and I'm I'm grateful that she did because they did. They found all the issues with my back um, and how bad it was, but they also found that I have a labrum tear in my hip, two bur- or two um, cysts, and I also have an extra bone. <laughs> not sure where the extra bone comes. I'm like, this is so weird. They're not concerned about it. They said it's actually fairly common. Most people just never know. But I'm like, that's just still weird. Cause I also have an extra bone in my hand, but that's a whole nother. Apparently I'm just like an extra bony person, I guess, <laughs> um, but not where I need them. So finding that out in the beginning of summer this year um, was pretty devastating. You know, I, I knew, you know, I always knew I had a bad back. I knew I had issues, but I'm 35 years old looking at back and potentially hip surgery. I'm like, again, geriatric, you know, I'm like, all right, somebody give me my walker, you know, take her out back to pasture. Like it's time. I mean, I'm just like, what is going on with my body? But talking with the doctor, um, he's one of the best in the nation. Dr. Dreyer, dude, you are awesome. And a lifesaver. Like if you're in the area and you need to have any kind of back stuff done, central Texas Spine, he is your man. Like amazing. Um, He kept me calm through the whole thing. I mean, explained everything, answered all my questions. When I walked into the office, I was expecting him to say, you know, oh, you've got to do so many cortisone shots and all this, you know, all the song and dance insurance companies always want you to do. And he goes, all right, you said you want this fixed. Well, then we're going to do a two stage surgery. And he just starts talking. I'm like, hold on.
0: yeah, wait, Two
1: surgeries. Like, wait, back it up here. I didn't want you to tell me that I needed cortisone shots because I'm not going to do them because it just yeah. causes more issues. But I also didn't think you were going to jump straight to surgery. And when he explained it, you know, like the bone's broken, it's never going to heal. This is what's caused this. It all made sense. So I knew, sure, I could wait. I could, you know, change my whole life. I could not run. I could not race. I could not do any of the things that I enjoyed doing. And I've built my life around or I could fix it. I balled in my car for a, or my Jeep for a little while before I drove home. My husband's like, don't, please don't drive. Like you're not in the right position to drive. And I was like, it's fine. I'm okay. You know, I get home. I gave myself like a day of like a pity party because when you just get that kind of news, I mean, you have to, but, um, you know, look at it like I do anything else. It's two surgeries. It's not fun. It's not great, but I can come back from this. And when people think of back surgeries, that's typically not, the kind of attitude that they have, you know, it's, Oh, I've had my back cut open, um, or my stomach cut open, whatever I'm done. It's time to stop doing everything. And it's really the worst thing that you can do. And mm-hmm. I'm in a couple support groups on Facebook for people with this issue. So it's called spondylithesis. Spondylithesis is kind of the worst of the spondies. There's three different ones. Um uh, there's spondylolysis, um, and spond- I can't think of the third one. Um, there is a third one now. But they kind of go up in stages and then in grades. And the grades are once you're at thesis, how bad your slipped disc is. Because that's basically what happens that the disc slips, the vertebrae slips over the disc and forces it out. And I was at a grade two lying down. So realistically, standing and bending, I was probably more of like a three, which is about, that's up to 75% of your disc moving out of place. So it's pretty significant. Um, I mean, Ah. you're looking at spinal cord damage. You're looking at, you know, a lot of pinched nerves. I mean, if anybody's had sciatica, that's basically what I was causing myself every time I was running. So I was running with sciatica for six years. Um, And I mean, it pays to be, I guess, you know, a pain in the ass because I just, kind of pushed through and was like, this is normal. It's fine. I can't feel my big toe, but it's all right. And hindsight, I should have, you know, I should have pushed to get it looked at sooner, but I was being stubborn. I was enjoying racing. I love being around everybody. I didn't want to not be competing. Um, but now we get to rebuild. And now I, I, my big joke is, you know, all right, it's time to get fast again. Like I'm once I'm allowed to start running, which is likely not for a year post-op. Um, I, you know, the plan is to get back to running, get back to racing, get back to Decafit, DecaStrong, Strong, you know, kind of the things that I'm good at. Mm-hmm. um, And really show people that, yeah, I may have five rods and six, 12, 12 screws and two titanium spacers. I mean, I'm basically the bionic woman at this point in my back. But once the bone grows back and my spine is fused, it's new bone. I basically just have a, a sturdier bone. So I should be able to return to all my activities with no problems um, or, you know, limited problems. I'll have to change some of my training techniques and things like that. But um, it's, a, it's a pretty, it's a pretty massive, uh, massive undertaking. Um, I guess I kind of rambled on about that as far as like the background of how I got here. But, mm-hmm. but the it's surgeries things, I mean, itself.
0: It's good to go know. I mean, it's good to know. It's good for people to understand that how I got there. Because I mean, it's one of those things I think a lot of us. You know, like I mentioned my knee, I've ran with knee pain for years and I've just, I deal exactly. with it. Um, but I mean, you know, you said you're 35, at 35, if you're having that much back pain, like for me, my knee's annoying, but I'm still running hundred miles a month. I did 30 miles this last weekend, you know, yeah. and I'll be after this, going to go down to the treadmill in the hotel and run a 5k or whatever. I still run every day. So it's not enough pain that I can't do anything. And it's not constant. Exactly where you're right. talking about like for six years, you're having every time you go and do what we're supposed to love and it's killing yep. you and you're in excruciating pain, but obviously you love it so much. You're still doing it. Right. And you're young enough by doing this surgery, you should be extending the life of you being able to do that. Where without the surgery, 100%. you maybe had I mean, honestly, you have to think about maybe a year or two before you finally get to, you know, even at six years, most people would have been like, okay, the pain's too much. I'm done. I'm just going to lay on the couch and die now, you know? Oh,
1: yeah. I mean, my doctor, when I walked in and he pulled out my MRI, just, I mean, his PA, his, her jaw dropped. And she's like, oh my God. Oh my, how did you just walk in here? I don't understand how you're walking. And I'm yeah. like, it's that bad. And she's like, oh, honey, most patients that we see in here, it, they don't make it to this point. Like, and I mean, I see on some of the support groups, even, you know, people are grade one. I mean, just a couple centimeter slip, but if it's slipped in the wrong direction and it's sitting on a nerve, that pain, I mean, nerve pain is a different kind of right. pain. And I mean, actually, my dad's always had back problems too. And I'm trying to convince him that maybe it's time to go get his back fixed and looked at. You know, surgeries come a long way from even 10 to 20 years ago. I mean, I'm only so they did my surgery in two stages. First one they went in through my stomach. Um, Thankfully, they didn't have to actually cut the stomach muscles. They just separated them. And then they just, they still sewed them back together um, just to help prevent anything from, you know, moving. Um, so that was the easiest of the two surgeries. I really thought that that would be the harder of the two because I'm like, oh my gosh, you're going through my stomach. You're moving all my organs. Like, this is crazy. Super easy peasy. Really wasn't, I mean, it really wasn't that painful. A um, couple days of pain meds and I was good both surgeries I had on a Thursday and I was back working from home on Monday. Again, that shows just my level of, you know, resiliency and mm-hmm. just going to push through uh, the back one though. That's the one that I really underestimated thinking the first one. Oh, it's so that's such a cakewalk, but as an athlete, you have more muscle and you have thicker tendons. So when they have to scrape as the doctor put it, scrape all of that muscle and tendon off the bone to be able to drill in and put the screws in, all of that muscle has to go back and reattach. And that was excruciating. Um, it took quite a few days for us to get the pain under control. And I've never taken, I mean, I i don't like taking medicine. Even through those six years, the doctor is like, all right, so what kind of pain meds are you on? Nothing. He's like, you weren't taking anything, not even Tylenol. no. <laughs> he's like, okay, you're not human. Like, I don't understand you. So even after surgeries, I don't like taking stuff because of just how it affects you. I'm really big on what I put in my body. Um, and so after surgery, being in such excruciating pain and having to, you know, take so many pain, pain pills, it really kind of scared me of, did I make the right decision? I had asked my husband, I mean, I was questioning myself, like, did I make the right call? Maybe I should have waited and just stuck it out a little bit further. And my husband looked at me as I'm, you know, sitting there writhing in pain, you know, icing my back and everything. And he's like, honey, you couldn't run 10 steps without limping. He's like, it was time. You made the right call, trust the process, take it day by day. And I got to keep reminding myself of that because I and mean, there was days where I'm like, you know, I'm out walking in a back brace with a walker at 35 going, Hmm, all my neighbors are used to seeing me push a sled up and down my, you know, road <laughs> with like 300 pounds on it. And now I'm out with a walker, you know, I'm like, oh my gosh, like, okay, put time, put the ego away and just let's start over one foot in front of the other. So I have done at my, my surgeries were two weeks apart. So if anybody does look at my pages and stuff and kind of see, and the way I track it is, you know, my first surgery was nine, nine weeks ago. My second one was seven weeks ago. So I'm seven and nine weeks out of surgery and I've done over 90 miles of walking and I've biked 15 and a half miles on the echo bike. Um, So I was cleared at six weeks post-op for my back. So six and eight weeks. I was cleared by my doctor to actually start adding in weightlifting. Super light, um, upper body's tough, you know. um, Even said pull-ups, which I was like, I can do pull-ups already, what? I mean, I was shocked. I haven't attempted it yet. My lower back's still pretty tight. So if you engage correctly in a pull-up, it does pull through your lower back and I'm just not Mm -hmm. quite ready for that yet. But again, that's where I have grown as an athlete and, you know, just gotten smarter as I've gotten older that listen to your body, take the time to recover. This is a marathon, not a sprint. The joke is I'm a sprinter. Literally, that's all what I did in track in high school and even college. I'm I'm better at short distance. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not a marathoner. Everybody, anybody that knows me knows that I'm five foot I did get taller. I'm back to being five foot two and a half. Now I had shrunk for a few years and I couldn't figure out why it's because my back, so I'm five foot two and a half and like 135 pounds. I'm like this meaty little, you know, stocky, just ball of muscle, that I wasn't built to go long. I was built to go short and fast. So (laughs) it's a big change for me though, of, you know, just being patient and really listening to my body and seeing It's amazing to see what your body is capable of when you take care of it. Um, You know, again, even the, this kind support group I'm in watching these people's stories. And I feel so bad for some of them because I mean, they're six weeks out and they're barely getting a mile, but I have to, you know, and they look at what I'm doing and they're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I'm not going further. Oh, you're crazy for going that far. You should not be doing that. And it's like, I had a different starting point. I was running up to, you know, 70, 75 miles a month prior to surgery, painfully, but I was doing it. So I was prepared, you know, my body's capable of that kind of thing. Um, but it's just one of those things I just tell everybody, like, it's never too late to start. And even like, if you do have to have some kind of a surgery, some kind of setback, just start doing something, Yeah, um, you know, it's, you only get one body. So you've got to take care of it and you want it to last as long as humanly possible. In today's day and age, that could be a hundred years. It could be, you know, over that.
0: And that's one thing too, is, I mean, it's amazing to see, because that's one of the things that I've mentioned before. Like when I broke my foot, you know, I, mm-hmm. I destroyed my foot, you know, and what, that's in five years, six years now, 2006. Oh, yeah. You know, yeah. So almost five and a half. But when I did it, I made the mistake. Unlike you, where you're still kind of working through it. I'm like, well, I guess I'm done. And that's why, you know, it came to, you know, at the end of, you know, beginning of 2020, I was 290 pounds, you know, and now I'm, I'm 220. Now I've gained some back, but I hit that like 180. And even my boss is like, are you sick? Yeah. You some
1: of the pictures I was like, okay, you're looking a little too skinny here. I was like, I mean, your body's just not built to be that lean. Like, it's just weird, you know, it's so, and everybody's has got that, got that happy place. So that was It's funny you brought up the weight thing because a lot of people, a lot of my friends who aren't athletes, when they heard I was having the surgery, they're all like, oh my gosh, are you so afraid of gaining a bunch of weight? And I was like, no, I'm actually worried about the opposite. I'm going to lose all of the muscle that I have. And, you know, when I had all the issues, when I found out about my back being broken and my pelvis separating and all that, they put me on bed rest. I have pictures of me holding my son when he's like first born and I look like a skeleton. I mean, my eyes are sunken into my head. I mean, people, I mean, people probably thought I was, you know, anorexic or had an eating disorder and I'm not making fun of that by any means, but how muscular I was even through my pregnancy And leading up to delivering and then so fast afterwards, the drastic decline of just losing all of that muscle, people were really concerned that there was something wrong. And I had to keep explaining, like, I'm on bed rest. I can't walk. I can't lift. I couldn't even move my child from his, you know, hopper next to me into my lap. I couldn't do any of that. So it just, it all ran away so quickly. And that's why it's just, it's so important that, you know, even throughout this whole process, when I asked my doctor, okay. What's my goals after surgery? And he's like, "Well, all you can do is walk." I was like, "Okay, I'm going to walk and walk that's and like, walk, yeah. walk and walk." And you know, I made it a point, even um, you know, he said he's like, you know, the the goal is that the day of surgery we get you up walking. Not everybody can do that, and I'm like, "Oh, I will do that. Like, yeah. if that's the goal, it's going to happen." And you know, sometimes it's just getting over that fear of doing it, and like it's hard when you're injured of like. Well, this is it. You know, I, I joke, you know, take me out back, you know, put me out to pasture kind of thing. Yeah. Like it's not, you know, but we can have those, we can have those thoughts for a, a little bit, but I think Vermont. it's how we come back. Exactly. Like I said, I gave myself like a day of pity party of like, oh my God, my world is ending. What's going on? I still, we still don't know if this is going to solve all the issues because I do still have the torn labrum in my hip. Um, We, the hip doctor, the hip surgeon, I saw him first actually because I was like, all right, let's see hip surgery or back surgery what's the lesser of two evils? (laughs) I think hip, let's go with the hip doctor first, right? I'm thinking like, yeah, let's just do the easy thing first. Cause if that can hold me off for a few more years, I'm good. Hip doctor took one look at me and was like, I'm not touching you until you get your back looked at. I was like, oh shit. All right, fine. (laughs) So there is still potential that, you know, it it could be a year from now. It could be 10 years from now that I could need to have hip surgery as well. Um, But again, the more I can do, to keep that at bay, the better off I'm going to be. And that was, that was something that my, both of my surgeons, my hip surgeon and my spine surgeon both said was that the only thing that has saved me and kept me from being under the knife sooner with as long as my back has been like this, even not knowing it was how strong I am. The fact that my core was so strong and I was, you know, my form is good. I paid attention to those types of things. Um, you know, people probably, they laugh sometimes at you know, videos I post and things that I do, you know, I was a gymnast and when I do anything, my toes are pointed and my lats are contracted and every, you know, every little tiny detail is, you know, I think about that because it's just ingrained in my head that, you know, I just, I can't get rid of it. My physical therapist kept yelling at me. She's like, if I see your toes pointed one more time, I'm going to smack them. And she had me flex my foot for everything because it was actually, moving nerves around to cause less pain as well. So I didn't even know that that was doing it, but I was kind of twofold. It was one, it's ingrained in me because of being a gymnast, but two, it was actually keeping things from hurting. So I was doing it even more frequently on stuff that I should not have had a pointed foot. Um, so, it's just, you know, we don't know what the road's going to lead, but having that strength and having that background and of course, learning all of these things has really made a difference in kind of how I'm, how I'm tackling this recovery versus how I even tackle, you know, my shoulder surgery recovery. Um, so it's just, you know, listen to your body. I see a lot of athletes and you get excited about OCR and you you know, whatever sport you're in and you just dive in, right. You know, you're doing Races every weekend, and you're just wearing your body down. I'm not pointing any fingers or anything. <laughs> we were, I mean, I was there too. We all, you know, we all had that excitement. We all did it, but we've got to take care of ourselves. And we do, it, it and leads do. burnout too.
0: Mm-hmm. And, and I'll be honest, a lot of people probably haven't realized. I mean, I guess you can probably, if you pay attention to my Facebook, after about June, I hit burnout
1: mm-hmm.
0: and, and bad. I mean, I've been keeping the 100 miles a month but it hasn't been a race every weekend. I mean, there's been the, you know, the Spartan race here, there when they came up, but it wasn't for a long time there. I mean, it was every weekend. I'm doing a half a full, I'm doing all sorts of stuff. And then all of a sudden it was like June. I just, my body's like, Whoa, hold on, buddy. (laughs) It's like you realize you're 43 years old and just got skinny again. And I'm like, Oh yeah, you know, you know, my body, you know, told me, so I, I took a break for a while and I really have been kind of relaxing. Um, you know, the Ironman, um, that one really was a, a hard hit for me when I, I d- DNF'd, um, it was, and it was 19 minutes. It's like, if I just would have been, it's, I keep thinking in my head, it's, if I just would have been that much faster on the bike. But you could, you
1: could evaluate and pick out every little thing, but you know what, it wasn't the right time. And like you nope. said too, I mean, that was after your burnout and everything else too, that yeah, maybe pulled a few Spartans out of there leading up to it, you know, there's so many things to evaluate, but that's the best part is that when you do realize that, which is like, that's a huge, that's a huge goal for you though, to realize that like, it's, you know, just like, if it's almost like an addiction, right? Like, you know, you gotta like admit you have a problem and you gotta like come to, you know, facts with it. And then you've got, it's really, I mean, our sport can be super addictive that that mentality kind of applies and it's how do you manage that? And then realizing it so that you can do better next time. Yeah. And next year, and next season, and, and that is it. one thing no, too. I won't. Yeah, oh yeah,
0: go I'm ahead. Iron Man. I've already signed up for Iron Man in, in, in next year. But and I'm awesome. also I'm looking at. I got a new bike mainly because my my wife's dad is a lunatic and goes to garage sales and buys bike. And came awesome. home. He came home with a specialized ales, which wow. is like a really nice road bike. Yeah. For like twenty bucks. What? Yeah. You
1: don't that. Um, okay. Okay. So he's amazing. That's awesome. He is. I mean, Michael, yeah. That's, <laughs> yeah. And honestly, you know, and I'm nothing...
0: like, yeah, that's mine now.
1: <laughs> right, yeah. You're like, I'll take this and here's 20 bucks. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, it's the gear, you know, gear makes a big difference. Mm-hmm. Having the right, I see so many people, it's not a bike, but it's shoes, right? What shoes does everybody wear? What shoes should I get? Go get your gate and go get a gate analysis. Go have, go have a professional watch you walk, watch you run and figure out because, and this isn't, you know, I don't, I've, I've actually, since all the back problems, I started running in hokas because the cushion really was helping with some of the pounding on my back. Yeah. But previously hokas didn't work for me. I was a Saucony um, girl, but it's, you know, Brooks. Oh my God. Worst shins splints ever. But a lot of people love Brooks. Yeah, there's no guy. right. Right. Exactly. Like, and it's, I tell everybody, I'm like, I don't, it's not that I hate on Brooks. I think they're a great shoe. It doesn't work for my body type, and say it like bikes, right? If you've got a heavier bike, a lighter bike, you know what, like all the tensioning, and I mean, all of that plays in to your abilities. And I mean, it getting is, a fit, you know, on the mean, bike,
0: yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Would, yeah, I mean, having um, I only had a road bike for a short period, but I had it, I was on it, I was like, okay, not bad, you know. I just didn't have the time to really invest in being good at biking and you know, cycling. And then I went and had it an actual like adjustment, a pro back in Ohio when I was still living there, you know, he went and tweaked and did all of these things. And then he's like, all right, let, you know, wait well, he put me on the trainer and even on the trainer, I was like, wow, this is night and day. My efficiency was so much better. And then when I went out for my first ride outside, I'm like, this is nuts. How much, I mean, how much faster, how much longer I could go. I still didn't have time to do it. But it was just incredible the difference that that hundred dollars on an adjustment made. I mean, it was probably the best hundred bucks I ever spent if I just had the time to keep up with it.
0: <laughs> and see, I need to do that with this one. I've got it all set up. I get at home fit, but I need to go take it and have a real one done just to do yeah. Cause like with the shoes and what I tell everyone with shoes too is for me, like right now I've got the Brooks and that's become my thing. I think they're, I don't remember it's either their afflictions or their addictions. I don't remember. I had one and then switched to the other,
1: yeah. but
0: um, I go every year. I'll go through a year just using a certain type. And then at the end of that year, when I go to get in, you know, which I buy, I run a hundred miles a month. So I buy new shoes. every So, but every year I'll go do a gate again because I had the ones and then they're like, yeah, these would be great for someone who's 260 pounds. But now that you're, you know, 200 pounds, you can switch to these, you know? And I, I, and I was like, really? And I switched and I, I could tell the difference. They're lighter, they're faster. And it's like, they changed so much. And I mean, for a oh, while yeah. I was new balance. I went once and the yep. balance was one and the shoes change every year. Well, a, the so. same
1: model can be different year to year. Exactly. That's sure, oh, yeah. so true. And it's irritating Shoe it people. Is. If you're listening, stop doing that.
0: <laughs> Cause like I said, I had new balance for a while. Um, I used to use Pearl zoomies, which I don't even think they make them anymore, but Pearl zoomies were my favorite. Um, yeah. they were great. And those were the ones that saved me. Cause I, when I first started running back in God, 2009, I was getting splints immediately because of course I did what everyone did. I went and got Nikes yeah. is Nikes the best. Right. So I went and got <laughs> Nikes and I was getting shin splints so bad. I couldn't even run a hundred feet without pain. And I'm right. like, this is, I'm stupid. I'm done. I'm not doing this anymore. And a friend of mine was like, go to this store. They will measure you, have you run on them. Nope. And they will tell you what shoes you need. And I'm like, oh my God. That? So and I, I wish I would have been more of a thing
1: when I was in, in uh, high school. Yeah. Oh man. <laughs>
0: So I went and did it and they, they told me, okay, you need these pearlized zoomies for 150 bucks. I'm like, 150 bucks. Fine. Let's do it Bottom, <laughs> like whatever. Let's try it bottom. And I literally put them on and like a week later, ran a half marathon with no pain, <laughs> no, pain. <laughs> no nothing. And I'm like, this is the best 150 bucks I've ever spent. And ever yes. since then, it's like, I go get, and I, I am, I'm like, you do not ask me what shoes I wear, go get measured, have them check your gate and they will tell you what you need. Cause my exactly. shoes won't, you know, like you said, you exactly. don't work for you. Brooks are what worked for me, you know? Right. And that's it, you know, and it's even with like, you know, uh, our OCR shoes, oh, uh, for yeah. a long time, I used the uh, Innovate, you know, mm. the talent.
1: And I never even tried them. I, everybody always innovate, innovate. And I was like, they're zero drop. I can't do that. I know I can't do that. I was like, there's that's just too much the, for me.
0: I worried about the zero drop, but they actually, they were fine, which normally I don't use zero drop, but they were okay. But then what ended up happening was after my foot injury, my left foot's like wider and the innovates are very narrow. So I was losing feeling in my toes while I was running. So I ended up switching to, yeah, the ultras, which are a wider toe box. So now all of a sudden, once again, you know, they change over time, but, you know, and that's it. I mean, now I don't get the pain. I don't get all that. And it's, you know, get the right shoes, you know, with injuries, injuries, it keeps you from getting the injuries because that's the thing is you get to be, you know, my age and you're younger than me, you start getting older. All those <laughs> mistakes we made as teenagers like and
1: haunt now, you. <laughs>
0: start to come back. And that,
1: yes, yes.
0: Yeah. That's yeah, my
1: dad always, my dad always laughs. Cause with all the, you know, I've had shoulder surgery and back surgery, you know, my hips messed up and all this. And he's like, it's all from gymnastics. I never should have let you do gymnastics. It was just organized child abuse. And I was like, dad, I would have like never let you live it down. If you wouldn't have like gym, I mean, gymnastics is still at my heart. I mean, my number one sport, but I, mean, I coached for a very long time, even. I mean, that's how, I mean, I was always, I mean, for over half my life, I've been involved in the sport and I still have this day. I mean, you know, neighbor kids, whatever, like, Hey, I'm trying to do this. Can you help like one-on-one sessions, whatever? I'm like, absolutely. Because I love it. So I'm like, but there are things I look back and I'm like, oh, if I would have done this differently. Or if I would have done that I maybe could have prevented some of this. And like, so it's important, like the gear and then two, just even like your training and your coaches, mm-hmm. one coach may work for somebody, but it may not work for you. Like you've got to find who's gonna, you know, I mean, and I've had some great coaches over the years and I've had some ones that didn't quite work out very well, or, you know, mm-hmm. people giving me advice that I was like, this doesn't seem like the right thing, but I'm always up to try something new. Let's give it a shot. I mean, I'm a personal trainer too. It's like, I have my own, I've got an athletic training background. So I really understand the body and all of that, that, you know, for me, it's easy to kind of pinpoint like what's good and bad, but it's not so easy for everyone else, but it's don't be afraid to ask and don't be afraid to try, you know, bounce around, get and try something for a couple of weeks, maybe a couple of months. And if you're not seeing the progression that you want, go to somebody different, you know, or maybe, you know, do your own research, But there's when you do your own research, I've got to say, it's, you can find anything to support what you're looking for. Okay. <laughs> That's my caveat to that is my, 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 16 year old, he's almost 17. Everything I say, he's got a counter for, well, mm-hmm. I read this online. I'm like, Cody, you can find anything to support whatever you think nowadays online. So that doesn't right. mean anything. <laughs> like but look at all the angles, right? You know, look at, even if it's a contradicting, you know, and this just goes with life in general, but even if it's a contradicting theory to what you have read it. It may give you some good information to help tweak what, how you're training and give it a shot. It may work. It may not just like with dieting, right? You know, it's always, oh, you, everybody should do keto. Everybody should do what we're used to the Atkins. Everybody should do paleo. Everybody should do. And it was like, that doesn't work. You know, a lot of my friends do the same thing of, you know, how, oh my gosh, like, how do you, how do you have a six pack? How do you stay so skinny? And I'm like, okay, when I'm not skinny, I'm lean. Like I'm very muscular. Like I'm not small for my size but I, I eat, I eat real food. I eat a lot of it. I'm about to go mount some tacos actually, cause it's taco Tuesday. But like, I enjoy my food, but I've figured out, you know, over the years, like what works and what doesn't. Like I'm, potatoes work better for me versus rice. I don't know why, but it does. But for somebody else, like for you, rice may work better than potatoes or, you know, a lower, car- a lower carb diet with a higher fat diet or whatever but it's, you gotta be patient with it and you've got to test things out and then always be tweaking it too. I like your once, I like that, you know, once a year you go and get your gait, you know, analyzed because even with diets, it's the same type of thing of what works this year versus next year. And, you know, a lot of people always say like at 40, everything changes, all right? Well, if you're doing the same diet up to 40, like it may not work after 40. I mean, it's, you know, it's just your body's always changing and it's just listening to it
0: and that's it. And it's also with what you do, like your diet's going to work depending on what else you're doing. So like for you right now, right. where you can't do the heavy lifting, you can't do the running. So your cardio is a little less. So your diet's going to change to adjust what you're doing. Yep. You know, and that's one of the big things for me is like, when I kind of hit the, you know, you know, burnout, and I backed off a little bit, I mean, I'm still running 100 miles a month. But what a lot of people don't realize, I was actually up until July in June, or until June, running closer to 170 miles a month.
1: I mean, that's impressive. Like, that's crazy. I mean,
0: just so, mind blowing. So I was burned out. And I mean, for, ever since then, last month was the first month I didn't hit like a hundred point, like two, I just like cracked the hundred just so I could say I did it, you know, on the last day of the month, I was like looking at the last day going, okay, I need six miles today to hit a miles. <laughs> but, you know, I did it just to keep me going, but I'd also, yeah. I backed off on the cardio but I kept my yeah. diet the same. And that's part of the reason I, you know, I went up to about 220, but in Porto I also started lifting again. So part of that's also muscle build my chest. I started swimming a lot more and my oh, chest yeah. bigger from the swimming and the, the lifting. So it's, it's a little bull. So that's why also I hate weight. You know, I use it a lot <laughs> as a measurement, but at the same time, I'm like, yes, I'm 220, but I'm not the same 220. I was last time.
1: Exactly. And that's, I tell you like, how your clothes fit, you know, mm-hmm. like, because when people, when, you know, when if women are bad about that and women, I'm picking on us, get mad at me if you want, but you know, we are by nature. It's like, what's the scale say? What's the scale say? I need to lose 20 pounds. I need to this, I need to whatever. They're always amazed when I tell them my weight, people don't think I weigh 135 pounds because they don't take into account how much muscle I have. Yeah.
0: Muscle weighs a lot like, more than fat.
1: Right. And it also, and it takes up less space, So you don't realize it as much. Um, and I was actually happy with how, because, of because I have a good diet and I knew how to kind of manage it, even with surgery over the last, you know, two months, I did lose a lot of muscle, but my weight didn't go down as much as I was, as I thought it might have. So I kept more of it than what I thought, but it's just, it's not obviously as tone or it's like, you know, it's not like bulging like it normally is, but it's still there. just kind of hiding. Um, but I was super happy about that because that, that's really hard. But I tell everybody, you know, it's take, get, get out your skinny jeans, whatever your like gold jeans are. I'm like, check those. Don't get on the scale, just check those. See how those fit. You know, it's have something like that or measurements. Oh my gosh, I would train women or even men and I would, you know, take their measurements and we would remeasure every so many weeks. And they're like, they're like the scale's not moving. And I'm like, I can see the visual difference. We would take measurements and they've lost, you know, 10 inches total. And they're just like, Oh my gosh, like I had no idea. And I'm it, yeah, that and pictures. Yeah. Pictures, pictures are, are, and you, you'll hate it at first, right? You're like, oh, but then when you compare them, because when you look at the mirror, you look at yourself naked every day, right? I mean, so you don't see the changes, but other people do. Not that other people are seeing you naked every day, you know, maybe a spouse, significant other, whatever. Or hey, whatever you're into,
0: whatever you're no, no, whatever. No
1: hey, I was saying no judgment here. No shame in your game. Um, I want that kind of like, yeah, uh, but take the picture because even if you're just comparing it side by side, you see so much more and you can't take them every day. Take them, you know, once a week, middle of the week, Wednesdays, Thursdays,
0: take a well, photo. and See what helped me was because I did the, the diet bets. Okay. And on the diet bet, you have to get a picture of you standing on the scale and a picture of the scale. Mm. It was the pictures that helped me because all of a sudden I'm sitting there and I'm like, you know, whatever the scale saying but I don't see it. I don't see it at all. And then someone's like, look at your pictures from when you started. Yeah. And now look at now. And I'm like, oh, Jesus, you know, <laughs> that is wow. And you don't see it because like you said, I see myself every day. Exactly. You know? And now all of a sudden I'm seeing those pictures and I'm like, oh, I see it now you know, and that's kind of the thing you have to do. Like you said, get off the scale, look at the pictures. Cause even now, like I said, if I look at what I was two twenty before I was chubby, like really chubby. And I mean, I've got a little bit of a gut right now that needs to go away again, but I'm also bigger in the chest. I can tell in my shirts. Cause if I, if I wear this is, you know, an extra large shirt and I'm almost, you know, busting out the shoulders. So I'm like, okay, I've gotten bigger in the chest and the shoulders because of the lifting. That's where the weight's coming in. It's not just You know, I can still fit in size 32 jeans.
1: Oh, absolutely. And that's, you know, and that's a good point too, because when you do a lot of people and, you know, fitness people are going to argue with me on this, you cannot gain muscle without gaining fat. The body just doesn't work that way. It's that's what they call it bulking for a reason, because Mm -hmm. in order to get the muscle on, you have to eat a lot of food you have to eat in excess. Now you can keep that mostly muscle, but with that, there will still be, you know, fat deposits on your body because that's just how the body works. Mm-hmm. So anybody that tries to say otherwise, you can argue with me until you're blue in the face, but I know how bodies work. It's, it's sheer science. <laughs> it's just not possible. So if you're going to do that, you know, we're, you know, a lot of fitness competitors and figure competitors, cause I've, i I've, I've lived in that world too. And I've competed in that as well. When you're trying to bulk and gain muscle to then shred out, to be lean and muscular on stage, you do, you you're going to gain fat. It's mm-hmm. inevitable. But then it's, all right, cool. I've got this muscle now. Let's kind of trim it down. And then that's where you find that new happy medium of like, all right, where can I maintain this? How can I keep this? But, you know, fitness competitors, I mean, you know they post their photos online and whatever, but what they don't share is their off season. I've got, you know, a few people I follow on Instagram that are very open about like, this is off season. And they're like, I'm chubby right now, but guess what? I'm eating all the foods. I'm drinking all the wine. I'm doing, I'm enjoying myself. And then when it comes time to prep, all right, now we're serious diets back on, but you know, but they don't do it for so long that they can't come back from it or create a bad habit. Yeah. So it's, you just got to balance. So oh. all, life's about balance <laughs> without getting it, too philosophical.
0: <laughs> it is all about balance. I mean, it's one of the things, and I like the idea of what you said about like the jeans. Cause that was one thing, like I had a pair of jeans that hung in the closet from like that I've, I've probably had for 15 years Yeah. That I have not <laughs> been able to put on. For 15 years and my wife's yes. like, Why? And I'm like, because one day yeah. I will put those on. And it was like July of last year where I was sitting there and I was goofing off and I was doing something in the closet. I think we were actually packing to move.
1: Okay, and yeah. So you guys your house.
0: And I'm like, huh, I wonder. And I put them on and I'm like, they're too big. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and that's the best feel like that is better than any other feeling, right? Like when you've been busting your butt that much. And then like the jeans either zip up perfectly or they're too big. And you're like, I've done it. I, this it's, is why I kept them. <laughs> it's
0: like, I did it. I finally fit. And then what was horrible was because I've been r- running so much, my legs had gotten bigger. So I ended up tearing, like I warmed for like a week and then they tore up the, the, like the side of the leg because my legs, they fit in the waist, but my legs were too big.
1: <laughs> yeah. I have that problem. But in the butt, it's, I always tear out the ass of my jeans. And I'm like, this is just, man, I'm like the, the, the new, like the new stretchy jeans that like highly has them for men highly you need to make them for women because they my husband loves them because actually he's got a big butt big thighs you know he's kind of a shorter stocky guy but he's got great legs and a great butt and the jeans fit him wonderfully we cannot buy him jeans off the rack they just don't fit and i have a hard time too it's like all right who what company this year is making the stretchiest jeans because those are the ones i need to be able to fit my butt in it but not have like a gaping waist um But there's so many more companies now that are making them that are stretchy for athletes, which is amazing. They're just expensive, and I'm kind of cheap, so I don't (laughs) always indulge. But
0: (laughs) Um, because that's my problem. A lot of times, I'll get to, I get, and even when I was a kid, I rode bikes a lot. I did a lot, so my legs have always been bigger. So, like Levi 501s, I can't get them above. Like anything that's going to fit my waist is not going to go over my thigh.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, that being a gymnast, all my power is in my leg. So it's, you know, I before having a big butt was cool. I've always had a big butt. Like It was just, I'm like, it's not going anywhere. It's all, that's where all my power is at. That's why, I, I mean, my highest box jump, there's a really good fail video somewhere. It's on my Facebook. I don't know where, but wow. oh my God, oh. I had an epic fail on a box jump. Um, I think it was six, not 60 inches, 50, 54 inches, something like that. I mean, it was like, it was, the box was almost as tall as me. And I just barely missed it, but the way the gym was set up and everything, I didn't have it against the wall. So the top thing kicked out and I totally flat backed. (laughs) It was, oh my God, but you just hear my husband start cracking up, laughing. And the guy next to him is like, dude, like yelling at him. Like, I can't believe you're laughing at your wife. Like you can hear like the wind get knocked out of me, but it was epic. But I was like, there's a reason why I can almost jump my height and it's all in my ass and legs. I'm like, it's just that that's where all my power is at.
0: well, and as a gymnast, was- a lot of stuff you guys do. I mean, gymnasts, you know, they end up, that's why you see a lot of gymnasts have, I mean, very thick legs and big bums.
1: Yes, yeah, exactly. That's where
0: the power is, you know?
1: Yes. And that's why I've always told everybody and they're like, what do you do to get that, you know, get that there, whatever. And I'm like, it's one, it's natural for me. It's the way I'm built, but I'm like, it's also, you know, I lift, I mean, I did lift heavy prior to surgery and everything, but now it's, it's, I've done it for so long that my body just, my body can hold onto it, which thankfully mm-hmm. Thankfully, helped. You know, now when you're coming back from an injury, that you know, you don't know, I don't have to work, I won't have to work as hard to get back to where I was because muscle memory. I mean, it, it is a real
0: You had a good base. Excuse
1: me, it is a real thing. Yeah.
0: You had, you had a good base. And I mean, that's one thing I think too, you know, coming back from the surgeries as well. I mean, could you imagine trying to come back from those surgeries and not being in the shape you were before you went in? And I mean, it's just, you know, and that's one of those things, I mean, being in those groups, I'm sure you see, like you said, a lot of people that are six weeks out that can't even walk a mile yet. Well, you know, you had a different base than they did. And I think a lot yep. of that too, is like, you know, when your dad's like, you know, oh, you should have never been, a, never let you be a gymnast. And it's like, but would you be where you are now without that, that training Exactly. And everything and becoming how much worse would that have been with the muscle and everything else and the body type that you have, that you would, that you right. got from being a gymnast.
1: Yeah. And, that, and that's well, that's always my comeback too. And that's and that's one thing I tell, you know, folks when I see on like the support pages and stuff that, you know, it's, oh, you know, you, you should never run again after you have this surgery. My uncle, who actually he passed away last year, um, he had three, four, three or four spinal surgeries. He had multiple fusions. He had to have one fusion redone. I mean, he had him in his lower back, in his cervical, in his upper neck. Um, he had severe disc degeneration he was an avid runner. And after every single surgery, he ran, uh, even after he, they found his brain tumor, they actually, he was diagnosed. Uh, they found his brain tumor because he would, he ran a 5k at least three times a year or three times a week, um, at the gym. And he had a trainer who he lifted with. He went into the shower to get changed and he fell and hit his head and then he wasn't acting right. But that was how he got to the hospital to get the MRI done that actually found the tumor, but he had had it for God knows how long, but he had been running all along with it. And I'm like, if he could do that, and even after his first, um, the first tumor removal in his head, I mean, his head was cut wide open, everything else, he was out walking every day as much as he could, you know, until it came back, and then he had a second surgery, and then from there it got a little tougher because, you know, things were progressing quickly, but you just have to have that persistence and that resilience of, like, doesn't matter what's going on. Like, I'm going to do something, and it's, if anything, this is now the time to do it even more so because it's going to make the recovery easier. And that's what I tell a lot of people in that group is like, I'm not saying everybody should run again, because some people just where they're at stage of life, where their activity level was to begin with, it may not be a good idea. But nothing says you can't walk or bike, or do some light weightlifting or yoga or a lot of people, um, Pilates, Pilates is a really good activity that they tell everybody with back problems to do. And I've dabbled with it but i think i'm going to start doing more of it once i'm cleared to do more of that kind of heavier stuff not heavier but like more movement yeah, more movement um because i can't twist or bend for up to six months to a year depending on how fast my spine fuses because i mean trying to create bone so twisting and bending will stop it from doing that um but you know it's like start now get a base you know i mean if you don't want to do surgery now then at least start hitting the gym and getting stronger so that then you can have it done and come out stronger too. The stronger you go in, the stronger you come out. That's kind of my mentality.
0: Oh, yeah. And it's one of those things. I mean, you get that base, you get it down. And I mean, it's a lot easier to get it back. Like you said, when I mean, a lot of people don't know I was an athlete in high school and then mm-hmm. stopped you know, so even my doctor's like, even though it's been that long, you still oh, yeah. have that base down there, you know, and once you build that base, that muscle base, it stays. So, you know, I was able, Definitely. I'm never going to get back to that. I mean, I was 140 pounds when I graduated from high school. I mean, when I hit 180 this time, I look like I, you saw him, I mean, it's like, yeah, you
1: were right like down. Skeletor,
0: <laughs> you know? So, I mean, I, I never want to get down to that. I'm comfortable about 190 to 210, somewhere in there. So, I mean, I want to get back yeah. down about 10 pounds, but a lot of it depends on the muscle too. If I can build the muscle up, and stay at 220, but get the muscle where I want it, then I'm fine. I mean, it's a lot about the fit, like you said, the muscle, you know, and it's just get out and do something, keep moving. I mean, that's it. I mean, we, like I said, we get one body and it's, you know, before I lost the weight, I was pre-diabetic. I was, my triglycerides were through the roof. And I mean, I had so many medical issues and it's just like, my doctor's like, you got to do something, or we're going to have to start putting you on meds. We're going to have to do all that. And I'm like, I don't want meds. You know, like, I broke. I mean, (laughs) some people know a Tough mutter. in September, I broke my rib. Um, so even then they're like, here's, you know, some Percocets and I'm like five cool. They're like, if you need more, let me know. I'm like, yeah, perfect. I think I have three of those five left. You know, right. I took, I took one after the ultra because I already, I mean, I already still had the cracked rib. it had only been four weeks and right. when I went to do the the vertical cargo. Cause they had the table. I Uh-oh. jumped up and I hit square on that rib <laughs> and the girl I was running with, she's like, you pretty much, she thought I was going to pass out. I dropped my knees and I'm like, uh
1: Probably like white as a ghost like yeah, just, yeah. everything's oh. going
0: black i'm like oh that was a bad idea right yeah your eyes
1: are rolling back in your head it's like oh he's going down oh god yeah that's that's rough
0: that's yeah but i mean i don't like i don't like drugs i'm like you i don't like the drugs i don't want right them, so yeah but I it, don't
1: like yeah. you know
0: yeah you know but they're like yeah you're supposed to you know they're gonna have to put me on medication because i was all these things i'm like okay i need to lose weight and when i went back in last year and had my physical my doctor's like I've been your doctor for like 15 years, and I've never been able to see that say this, but your test results are all fine.
1: Like That's oh so my gosh! You know,
0: you're in the healthy range on everything. She's like, I am so <laughs> proud of everything you've done. I'm like, yes. So
1: right, it, you like leave doing like a little happy dance, like leaving yeah. the doctor's office, like slide. Now they're like Michael Jackson's. Like people are like, man, what just happened in there? And like you're like good doctor's appointment, all right. <laughs> and
0: everything went good. It was funny too because she, she walked in and she's like, what happened? Because I had seen her in a year and I'd lost. She's like. And then, of course, you did the, the normal. How did you do this?
1: Right. Yeah, exactly. Like, how what have you been you? doing? Yes. Explain yeah. to me what
0: you did. So, I want to make sure you did this the right way. And that was the thing. I'm like, no, I just started dieting, and you know, did Weight Watchers to start with, and then just kind of learned how to adjust what I eat. Um, and then I just started running. You know, yeah, and like, you, know, you know, that's
1: you know. a good point too. Weight Watchers, I think, is kind of an overlooked. You know, people like think it's like just mm-hmm. for like old ladies kind of thing, but it. Oh. I like Weight Watchers because it teaches you good habits like it teaches you what's good food and what's not good food or you know like portions and things like it teaches you a lot of really good basics that yes. you're never really taught i mean unless you like are interested in it you start doing your own research and things you know i mean you learn your your diet history like you know you have things like that from like your family and then in college and college isn't always the great time for food because you're eating like a meal you know meal hall or whatever or you're just eating pizza you know three four times a week and your metabolism's still high so it's fine so I do, I, I think Weight Watchers is kind of an overlooked tool that teaches really good habits without yep. it being this drastic. Because when, like, when people, when I use the term diet, I just mean how I eat. Mm-hmm. I'm not talking, I'm like, oh, my diet consists of, and they're like, oh, why do you diet? I'm like, no, 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 no. We're using the term differently. Yeah. <laughs> I and say diet cool. as what I eat on a daily basis. You're using diet as how you eat sometimes. <laughs> that's two very different things. <laughs>
0: And that's it. I'm <laughs> need to look at it that way. A diet isn't just like, hey, I'm going on it. It's like a diet literally is what you eat. You know, mm-hmm. we just all believe that, you know, a diet is a bad thing and it's not. It's just what we choose to eat. And that was one of the things with Weight Watchers. It, like you said, it taught me portion control. Like I can eat whatever I want. Do I want to eat that cookie? Yes, I can eat that cookie, but I only should have two, not three. Right.
1: Exactly. Yes.
0: And, and also finding foods like that I like, but finding them in a better version. Yes. Like for me, chili, I love chili.
1: But
0: oh yeah, but you can make such can healthy chili. Of, if I make, could buy a band, can of $9 chili, that's going to be like my points for the day. But if I make chili from scratch, I can have a couple, I can have a bowl and not have- Right,
1: and probably even a piece of food. cornbread. Yeah.
0: <laughs> so it's all about what you, what you put in, you know, not the processed foods, get rid of the, yeah. the salts, the sugars, make your own food and portion control. But yeah. if you eat enough throughout the day, like me, I just started like right now in my car, I have snacks. I have some, you know, different types of trail mixes that, you know, whatever I have, usually I'll bring get pineapple, cut it up, you know, stuff like that, that I keep in the car. Yeah. Because if I have that to snack on, cause I drive like 16 hours a week, you know, oh, yeah. work, going back and forth to places for work. And if I have those in the car, I'm not going to stop at McDonald's.
1: Yep. Exactly. I, so that was my nickname. when when I was racing pretty heavily before I moved to Alaska was snacks because I would (laughs) on these long races, the vests and different things always rubbed funny on me. And I hated wearing them. So I would just stuff snacks in my bra, my sports Mm. bra. (laughs) So I'd be out on the course. and All of a sudden I'd like pull like a goo packet or like one of the little gel things, whatever. And people are like, what else do you have in there? And I'm like, don't you worry about it. These are mine. (laughs)
0: Mm. mine. I
1: did. I mean, I, in my car, everybody knew at work that I had a snack drawer full of i mean full of snacks i had a jar i had a can of protein on my you know desk i mean i always had anything and one time actually it came in handy a guy actually dropped he um was having some blood sugar issues and some different stuff and he actually dropped in the bathroom and they they thought he died like they called 911 I mean they were like who knows 911 like we need somebody in here and I, I was certified at the time so I ran in like they show up they dragged me to the men's bathroom and I'm like okay, it's like, I don't want to get myself in trouble. Like I'm, I'm at work, you know, like, is everything covered? Are we good? And they're like, it's, he's fine. He was at the, at the sink, but like, you just come in and it's like, okay. And sure. You know, I got him back. I, I pulled some food out of my drawer. because so I was like, all right. He's like, you look very pale. Your heart is erratic. Like the, you know, EMT is going to check you out, but like, let's try to get like your, I think it's your blood sugar. Let's try to get it up. Um, just based on how he looked and the other symptoms that yeah. he had. And I mean, it, could but like, potentially could have saved his life. I mean, he was so like when he came back like the next week to work, he had to take some days off and stuff. He was like, thank you so much. Like I can't believe you knew what to do. And it was like, I mean, well, just I was trained in it. I mean, I luckily I had healthy food options that wouldn't spike his blood sugar so high that it would put him off the other end. But it got it up high enough that it leveled him out, that he was more coherent and you know, it kept him at a good spot But then the EMTs and everybody could keep him level. Um but you know it's i have food everywhere every i mean always <laughs> i was in everybody always in meetings they're like oh i'm sorry i'm eating and i'm like i'm eating in almost every meeting you're in with me whether you realize it or not <laughs> i'm probably eating
0: yeah i mean i have snacks everywhere and and then i have like you know noon tablets everywhere cuz i'm i'm constantly drinking noon you know yeah. i'm an ambassador for noon so it's nice so i get it cheap oh, that's so awesome. i have like I have noon, t- like literally, like in my car. I'm like, oh, I was- when I went to leave this morning, because I'm, you know, gone from the house for three days in a hotel. And I'm like, I better make sure I have some noon. So I grabbed <laughs> two of the tubes, go out to the car, open the center cancel. There's already four tubes in there. I'm like, oh, never mind. Yeah. I like,
1: I think I'm good. Yeah. I think oh, I'm yeah. Good. That's how, I mean, I, I do miss my Fit Aid sponsorship, but as I'm sitting here drinking a Fit Aid during this, like, I mean, I still get it. I still use it. It's kind of my treat, you know, because I don't, I drink water and coffee. Okay. Yeah. And wine and Tito's. Sometimes Tito's with my Fit Aid. That's a great yeah. little cocktail, um, but you know, I try to limit my alcohol intake. I do yeah. like the new athletic brewing um, stuff. Some of those are, I'm not a big beer drinker, but I do like stouts. Their stout is amazing. No,
0: that. It's,
1: you know, I mean, it's, yes, yeah, or it's like a near beer. I think there's like less than two tenths of, you know, alcohol in it. Um, but you know, if you do have to like, I've got some friends that are, you know, like cannot have alcoholic, whatever, but they like to drink something that doesn't have it, have the flavor and, yeah. The athletic beer comes in clutch. It's just, it's
0: nice. That's good. Yeah, you know, I, I do the noon a lot, you know, and then the other one I had for like, you know, me, I, I'm the same way. I have coffee, coffee and my water. And every morning I have like, I'll drink an entire pot by myself. But yeah. what I did. And one of the big things for me is when I first started dieting, I love Starbucks. Oh. So I go to Starbucks and get a mocha and they're like, freaking. that's my sugar intake for the week. <laughs>
1: right. Right. Oh, there's so much in there. You just don't realize it.
0: Yeah. So what I I started doing was, is I got the Premier Proteins, the drink from Costco.
1: Okay. And
0: I'll brew a pot of coffee in the morning and pour the protein in it. Yeah. And there's my sweetener. So, you know, and everyone's like, oh, wait a minute. And, you know, I'm sure people have listened to me say this for it, but I mean, it ended up being, I went from a 19 point drink on Weight Watchers to a two and I could drink the entire pot. Right. For two points.
1: Big difference.
0: Big difference. And I get my protein, some of my protein for the day, but... Yeah.
1: When I, uh, I used to tell a lot of people to do that, you know, swap their, swap their creamer out for protein or things like that. We know when they were like their protein intake was so low and we were trying to figure out ways to like sneak it into their diet because mm-hmm. they just weren't good about it. And that was a big one that I always did. And people were amazed. Like, I never would have thought about this. And I'm like, mm-hmm. it's just a powder. It just, just like, you know, now the big things i um, you know, collagen and all that kind of stuff. I mean, I do take a collagen supplement because especially with the back trying to grow bone, like anything yeah. I can do to make it go faster. Um, thank you first form for coming out with that one. Um, I am a first form ambassador. So if anybody, uh, needs a discount code for them, let me know. It's actually, it's OCR Amber, super easy. You get free shipping. Um, but if you have questions about their products too, I can always answer them. Like I put a scoop of that in my coffee, a little bit of creamer. Okay. I, I'm a little heavy on the creamer, but I work from home, so I'm always home with it. You know, it's still not that bad. It's still better than like a Starbucks like yeah, yeah, exactly. You know, a little bit of flavor in there, but I only I only do one cup a day, so that's kind of like my kick off the day, and then there I go. <laughs>
0: yeah, see, I, I'm a, I'm a full pot today. I love my coffee, and it's that uh, I will. I have my coffee coffee maker set to make coffee every morning. I, then, I just have
1: a curry. I just do like a single, the, 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 like reusable little pod, and just.
0: I have the the Keurig, okay. duo. so mm, I can okay. do a, a yeah, no, a Keurig, or I can have the other sides an actual coffee pot. So yeah, I'll, I'll do a, an entire one in the morning, that's and smart. It, I have a thermos and I pour the the protein cup, co- you know, the whole pot and the protein in there, and that's off smart. I go.
1: Well, <clears> you know, how much money you save too? Oh right. yeah, that's huge.
0: It was like, because a lot of people know I'm an, I'm an ex-smoker and I smoke and I quit smoking. And it was like one of those things. One day Amber is looking at my wife's name, Amber, by the way. But
1: I think like, I remember oh. that. Yeah, we talked about it last time.
0: <laughs> she's almost like, you probably should go back to smoking because it's cheaper <laughs> than your coffee habit. <laughs> <I'm> like, no, <laughs> no, I don't want to, but yeah.
1: Like, so, no, yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, part of That's the problem hilarious. was my whole job. There was a Starbucks below us. Oh, yeah. So literally I would be sitting at my desk and I could smell it. It was just right below me. And then I'd be like. I think I want a Starbucks. So I'd end up some days two or three in a day. So that's so what I. Like yeah. Like
1: I've worked that. at two offices you know. like that. Two of my old offices had Starbucks in the buildings, and then one when I was working for um, a bank and back in Ohio. I won't say names because I don't know what how they get weird about this stuff. But there, um, I literally worked across the hallway. So like, there's a big open hallway, and I like I could stare at Starbucks all day. And there was people that I would count were in there three, four, sometimes five times a day buying coffee. And I was just like, I should go to ask them what they do because they clearly make more money yeah. than I am. And I need to figure out how to get their job that they can afford five Starbucks. And it was every day, like clockwork. I'm like, holy moly, like this is nuts. And company I worked for here in Austin, same thing. It was everybody every day all right, we're going on our Starbucks. Who wants to go? And I was like, I'll go walk because it gets me up out of my desk. But I was like, I'm not buying anything. And they're like, well, we'll get you. I'm like, no, it's not a matter of like money. I'm like, I can afford the Starbucks. but I don't want the calories or the, you know, whatever. I was like, no, I'm not like, I'll I'll just get up and move because it's healthy and it's good for me, but I don't need the coffee. I got my water. I'm still trying to put down.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. That's why for me, it was just one of those. Once I did that, it was like the money I saved and everything else. And I mean, it oh, just yeah. and the calories I mean, it's just it, yeah. it's the calories and the sugar. And it's like, for me, one of my biggest, like I said, pineapple is one of my favorites. That's my favorite snack because I get, it, it kills my sweet tooth. Yeah. I get the sweet, but it's a lot better than, you know, anything else I would be using. So there's oh, acidity sure. every once in a while. I have to take a break from it because sometimes the acidity will start to I like
1: to eat in the inside of your mouth. Yeah. Yeah. I love, I love pineapple too, though, but you're right though. And then even with fruit, I tell people, you know, they're like, well, fruit's still sugar. I'm like, yes, but it's a different kind of sugar. Like your body can break that down because it's more natural than like the white sugar that's used in everything else. It's like your body doesn't know how to break that down. Like sugar, sugar, equal sugar is not the case. Like the sugars are different, just like carbs are different and proteins are different, you know, different. Everybody's body's going to react differently to them.
0: And, that, you know? and that's her part too. I think mean, that was one of the big things, like when me and, you know, my wife started work doing weight watches and stuff where all of a sudden I was just like, mm-hmm. stuff's melting off and yeah. she's like, what the hell? And I'm like, for one, you know, not some of we're different. Right. And you know, I was doing a lot more cardio. So it's like they, of course, I'm gonna it's gonna melt off a lot faster.
1: And know? men's bodies seem to do that. Like my dad can cut soda out of his diet and he'll drop 20 pounds. Just boom. My mom's over there going, I think I just gained your 20 and I stopped drinking soda. Like I don't understand why this dude's like your body's different than his, and men's mm-hmm. bodies just respond a little faster but women's take a little bit longer, but then I feel like if you like women, I'm like, well, we can maintain it longer too, but it may take them longer to get there, but it's not so drastic, which is frustrating. But then once you're there, it's like, okay, I can maintain this. Or men tend to kind of fluctuate a little more from what I've seen, you know, with people I've trained and known and that kind of stuff.
0: I see, I kind of see the same thing a lot of times where it's like, you know, once, yeah. you know, especially my wife, once she hits a spot, she'll stay there and she can maintain it. For me, it's, you know, I'll go up and down quite a bit, depending on what I do. So, you know, right. and I can, I can go quick. So yep. it's funny. It's like, right now I've been kind of, you know, I was a little frustrated because when I we went to Dallas, of course, I was looking at weight unfortunately, stupid me and, um, got from back, back from Dallas and I was two fifteen. and all of a sudden, like last week within like a week and a half, I was two thirty. And like, well, where the heck did that 15 pounds come right. from?
1: What? And you know, but though, a lot of it's water.
0: It is. And that was it. Bread, Once, it's-
1: yeah.
0: I started drinking a lot more water again, because I wasn't really, you know, because we went to, of course, when we are in, in Dallas and Texas, I went to restaurants and you got to go get steaks and we did all that. And then all of a sudden it was like, you know, before I left this morning, I was back down to 215 and I'm like, okay. So it's yeah. just kind of, it was that water retention. And that's the part, that's the scary part on the scale because you get on the scale and it can fluctuate so much. That's why, you know, like you said, take your jeans, you know, I put my yeah. jeans on, and they, they, the jeans didn't change how they fit. You know, but exactly. you know the water was there, so that's one thing you got to really think about. You know, and the size measurements yep. is so much more important. Absolutely,
1: it makes such a difference.
0: It does. So we've been going for a bit. Don, usually tells me around an hour, and I'm really bad or about that. A
1: little,
0: so, <laughs> a little over an hour, so we'll definitely have to. We got to do this more. It's always fun talking to you. I mean, you, yes, I really like talking because you think a lot like I do, but it's more of you know. Get out there and do things. We we have that yeah. same thought process. Just get out there and move. You know, like I said, I'm a, a noon ambassador. Right. I love it. partly because I love their, their logo. That's just just move.
1: Yeah. Oh my yeah. gosh. Yeah, I do. I love that. And I don't have I, I don't know if i I think I've used noon once. I'm gonna have to give it a shot. I'm gonna go get some and try it because I haven't, yeah, I haven't used it forever. If I did ever and use I, it, I think I used it I like one it. race. I'll the to one check thing it out. That is
0: Right now they just got a new fall flavor and it's um it's one of their immunity ones, it's like vitamins. And it's uh oh okay. uh, spiced cider.
1: Oh, interesting. Okay.
0: And I, I'm I'm a cider. I don't like pumpkin I anything, like cider. But, but a spice cider, like apple cider, I'm all about it. And so this it's like a spice cider one. And I'm like, oh, this one's actually really good. So it's a full one. Oh. They're only gonna have it for a bit. So I might have to buy a whole bunch of them. So right
1: like stock up now.
0: Because <laughs> yeah. they have some other ones. There's one that they do during the summer called Kona Cola, which I don't like, but a lot of people do. Um and there's a couple other ones that they so they have some that's like seasonal that they only come out at certain times a year so oh that
1: is interesting i like how they that first form does that with a lot of their like different ones like here's like a winter one or a fall yeah. one like summer's like lighter more fruity and then it gets in like the heavier more like kind of pie type ones that you know are a little like more they're not feeling they're the same like breakdown but they just seem heavier because of the flavor but
0: yeah. i know i want i keep one to order because they have like a mint one and i love peppermint peppermint the mint,
1: peppermint. really good
0: so I've thought yeah. about putting that in my coffee because that was the coffee that I used to love this time of year when they would get the peppermint mochas. And I'm like, yep. oh, I got to stay right. away, stay away, got to stay away.
1: <laughs> I will say that the first warm peppermint one, they do it every winter. I, I it's I normally order a couple of those and I keep them in the, my <laughs> like dry stock and then I'll pull them out. It is really good. It's really okay. good.
0: I'm to have to order one of those, but yeah. All right. Well, it's been fun <laughs> talking. Is there anything you want to say to listeners yeah. before we head out? Like any last comments?
1: Uh, um. Just keep moving. Yeah. I, mean, I know it seems like a like a broken record, but just even if you're down, even if you're, you know, listen to your body. If you're sick and your body is like telling you, hey, I need to slow down, slow down. It's okay not to race every weekend. It's okay to say, you know what, I'm hurting. I need to get this checked out. And it's okay to push through if it feels like you can push through um, Just the big thing is knowing your body and paying attention to the science that it's giving you to keep yourself from doing permanent damage.
0: Yeah.
1: I think I'll end with that.
0: Cause that's the thing, like I said, you'll pay for it when you're older. Yeah. 100%. Yep. It's like, Absolutely. I really, like I said, I, I think I should have had the knee surgery. But at the same time, I'm like, back then, I kept seeing what my dad did when he went through knee surgery. And I just kept thinking that same thing. But, you know, it's come a long way. So we'll have to Absolutely. see. It. If it doesn't get better, it might be something I have to eventually look at. But.
1: Yeah, I mean, now you walk out of knee surgery for the most part. So it's come a long, long way.
0: But I want to run out of it.
1: (laughs) Normally within like four to six weeks, you're running again for most of them, depending on what they got to do. So it's...
0: In 11 days, I hit 500 days straight of running. Oh my
1: gosh. It would definitely be a hard mental thing, but...
0: I'm about to hit my halfway. halfway.
1: Better it would be after.
0: (laughs) Halfway to the comma. Halfway to the comma.
1: You can get there. You can do it all right well that's awesome as always it's been a pleasure keep me posted too if you guys wind up in texas it'd be awesome to meet to get up and or meet up and get together and all that so well
0: right now i mean just let you know and i'll let you know if we, we are planning on possibly in march the spartan in san antonio
1: oh definitely let me know because that's super close and yeah i'll try to i always try to get like my husband and my son and stuff I, I doubt i'll be able to run by then they typically say no running for a year um but i mean nothing says i can't volunteer and go yeah, to your yeah. people on Okay, so, so exactly all right
0: perfect well hopefully i will see you then
1: yes talk to you soon
0: all right talk Bye. Soon. thanks
1: Bye. for listening to the BeastNet podcast if you haven't done it yet find us on facebook like and share the podcast give us a review on itunes or spotify all these things will help to expand the show in the future don't forget to subscribe and let us know what you think and what you'd like to hear